So start with what, first of all, this is the uh, uh, artistic talent show, and uh, we are at the podcast, and this is the Veteran Voices, and I'm your host, Melvin Isaac, and I have an excellent, uh, real great guest, who is David Weinsberg. I hope I'm pronouncing it That's right. good. That's good enough. Right. So you just heard <laughs> I've been sound. called worse. <laughs> so we're just starting off today uh, with our first podcast. We already did the radio, I mean the TV show yesterday, so now we're going to extend it with the, uh, the podcast and David have a lot of, he got an interesting story. He's going to start off at first. So we're just doing a test and we're going to come right back to that test. Okay, so we are back again. And uh, David, I, I want you to, to express yourself about as a personal situation that you've been through and you want to share that because you need to get that out. This is therapeutic. So you want to share that, what happened uh, to you and the military. So share that with us. Well, I'll just take back a little bit of time before I got in. Uh, it was a very bad time for our family. My father was very ill, and uh, my mom was going through critical times, too. She had a, an alcohol problem, smoked a lot. And my father was basically totally disabled and had a uh, problem with the irregular heartbeat. And uh, unfortunately, the, uh, the uh, doctors told him that he would need surgery to rectify the problem. And uh, during the right before I got into the military, he got his first operation, which did not work out too well. And uh, eventually, um, my mom went a little doozy pots, as the Italians say, lost it a bit, wound up in Victory Memorial Hospital. I had a, uh, my brother was nine years younger than I was. He was about 11 at the time. So um, it was a very tough situation. And uh, when I was in the military, uh, while this was happening, uh, the only alternative after the second unsuccessful surgery, which left my father in really bad shape, uh, together with an advocate, uh, and people were coming home already from Vietnam, and uh, uh, through the Red Cross and, and the advocate, uh, the United States Navy issued me an early release honorable discharge. So I was able to take care of my 11-year-old brother and eventually my mother coming home. And uh, it, it, it gradually got a little better, although my father passed away a few years later after four open-heart surgeries. And uh, the, the silver lining and the dark cloud actually came when uh, I met a nurse that started coming to the house, a young nurse graduate of Brooklyn Jewish Hospital. I fell in love with her, actually, and uh, shortly after got engaged, and about a year later, we got married. And uh, my father actually lived to get to the ceremony. Unfortunately, he died a year later. But uh, thank goodness, uh, my mom basically got through her problems with my help and, you know, and uh, with my, my lovely wife. Of, we had 34 beautiful years together. And uh, things sort of worked out. But 
the, the story that I'm telling you is basically uh, sort of a, a, a character strengthening that only the military gave me. It taught me self-reliance, responsibility, taught me to, to take care of emergency situations. Without those feelings, without those training, I don't know what would have happened. Our family would have probably broke apart because I probably wouldn't be able to handle the stress. The Navy gave me that, that, that strength that I needed to help my family. And for that, I've been eternally grateful. And the interesting part, and I'll stop in a minute, but the funny part about it was my father and I used to watch football games together at that time. And I, every time the, the Army-Navy game came on in December, I rooted for the Army because my father was an Army man. <laughs> After I got out of the service, I turned on him and started rooting for the Navy. Yeah, that's a very interesting story. Tragic, uh, something that brought you back. Uh, I knew that you, you had to, you know, get that out because it's very personal. But you know, I really thank you for that, you know, to sharing that yeah. with the public. Uh, because, like I said, this whole thing is therapeutic, and I know it's emotional. Cause it I is could, very. I can see it, uh, the, and you needed that, too. You know, a lot of stuff that veterans need to share, uh, to dig all the way deep inside, because uh, it's things that is eating us inside because it's personal. And once we have a platform and we could share that story, uh, and once it comes out, uh, we feel much better. Yes. You know, it makes us grow better because I could see it in you. I see the tears. I, I felt the emotion. And I know that you needed to get that out. Well, thank you for that. And I want to thank you again for having me on the program. It's, uh, mm -hmm. it's been a pleasure doing the – yesterday we did the televised portion. And uh, I look forward, hopefully, to more talks like this, either audio or video or both. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm retired now, and uh, if you need me, I'm on, on call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's very grateful of you. So let's, let's bring it back a little bit because it, there's a lot of stuff that I want to share with the, uh, uh, with the public uh, through this um, podcast, Veteran Voices, to reach out. Uh, so what we was talking about yesterday, me and David, and he was very eager to speak about it is uh, when we first went into the military, that, this is how it all started with all veterans, Vietnam era veterans, uh, whether we was drafted or we enlisted, but it was at that time, uh, the Vietnam era, and a very tragic time. So what we was talking about yesterday that I was, uh, I'm an Air Force veteran and uh, I went into the military around 1967. That's when I went. Yes, so both of us went in the same time. And uh, when uh, I went in, I, I didn't go to Vietnam. I stayed stateside to a lot of different bases. Like I started off with uh, Texas, where the basic training, you know, was at. Uh, and I started off there, and I went to Wichita Falls. From there, the McGuire Air Force Base, next door to Fort Dix, 
and then uh, got shipped to uh, Norton Air Force Base, California, and I even went to Anchorage, Alaska, because my, my, my training with air-conditioned refrigeration, I wonder what they sent me to air to Anchorage, Alaska for. It's cold up there. Should have majored in heating. Yeah. <laughs> But, hey, wherever they send you, you, you know, we're young, that's the deal. That's it. No you control. No wherever control. the papers said, that's hey, where you're going. That's right. Too late to turn back now. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, these are things that I went through. Uh, so, uh, and then Dave was speaking about his training. So you can elaborate something on some of yours. Well, we, we had the Marines trained us. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a t totally different experience for uh, Brooklyn neighborhood kids that uh, were not used to that type of treatment. Of course, we all had fathers, mm -hmm. but uh, it was, it, you know, compared to the Marines, our father were jokes. Our fathers were absolute total jokes. No one was as strong and, and, you know, tough as the Marines were, you know. And uh, it was a time where um, we were, we had to be totally obedient to them. You know, because that was the, the we were we were in their stadium, and you know if you had to get by, and believe me, uh, without their training, at the time we didn't realize it, but they saved many lives, getting down deep into our heads mm -hmm. about what to do and what not to do and when. Survival training was very important. You didn't like it at the time, but you sure as heck liked it when, when push came to shove and they saved your life when it came down to it. Yeah, yeah. And that's all the basic training uh, which each one of us went through when we was in boot camp, you know, the basic oh. training. That was something. To, it's it's a, a survival. They train you how to stay together, stick together, uh, follow orders, uh, know who your commander is. That's right. You, you know, you always have to salute the lieutenant when he walks. We saluted by. anybody and everybody. That's right. Soon as they, soon as we landed, and believe me, it was the first time I, I traveled on a prop yeah. jet, yeah. prop, yeah. prop plane, yeah. Yeah. and that wasn't pleasant because the noise was deafening. Yeah. Uh, we were so glad to get off that plane. It didn't matter. Boot camp didn't matter a thing as long as we were off that plane and down <laughs> on the ground. There you go. And then we took it from there. Yeah. And they even told her, they said that uh, it, it's, you got to go through it. You got to go through the training uh, as a form of, uh, you know, making sure you are thinking the right way. Mm -hmm. Anywhere you go at, you have to be Self-preservation. Self-preservation. Because they right. tell you, 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 no matter what nationality you are, where you came from, whether the South, the North, didn't matter. You was all... Uh, military right. property, yeah. and they tell you when they ready to ship you over there to uh, to a war zone, you got to watch that other person back. Yeah. That's your save because if y'all not getting along, both of you ain't gonna make it back. Excel absolutely, they <laughs> have you have to trust back. the man next to you. There you go because he has he's trusting you. Yes, and yeah. forget about the differences in location, religion. Yes. That's right. Or uh, whether you're you know color or mm -hmm. back doesn't matter a thing. He depends on you like you depend yeah. on him, and you yeah. both have you both know that mm -hmm. you all of you know that, right. and the only way you're going to get out mm -hmm. is to depend on each other to get go. you out. That's right. That's why the military uh, soldiers, when you uh, when you are in there, you stick together even when you come out. So speaking on that part, when you come out, that's mm -hmm. far as the Vietnam era veterans, which is us. 
that's where we fell into a different a different situation, a different hole, because after all we went through uh, to uh, protect the country, uh, to raise our right hand, swear that we would protect the country and do everything, and that's the way it was. But when we come back for where we was at, the, the social climate at that time in the Vietnam era was completely different for us. We were fighting a very unpopular war, and it didn't take us too long to f figure that out. <laughs> sure didn't. So the problem was when uh, the plane landed on United States ground, uh, the first thing, the people was protesting the war. Uh, they was calling us baby killers. Uh, they was... Uh, spitting on us, throwing garbage. I mean, they was really protesting this war. And we, they put us, you know, in a, in a dark place at that time. Very young soldiers coming back. With no preparation whatsoever. No preparation. Give you a piece of paper that says an honorable discharge. Yes. Goodbye, good luck, shake your hand. Nice, nice to know you. Yeah, nice to know you. And yeah. you walk out there and you're saying, okay, what do I do next? Yeah, there you go. So it was no debriefing from the military. It was no counseling, no nothing. No counseling, no. It was like we felt like the, uh, the uh, United States deserted us. Ain't that something? Your own, your own country. So, but that's the way we felt, and that was the political climate. And a lot of veterans, a lot of us went into a deep depression, uh, came back with uh, uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome. Not only that, yeah. but in Vietnam, a yeah. lot of people, soldiers and sailors alike, mm -hmm. especially soldiers, Marines and, and Army, yes. unfortunately, they got hooked on uh, narcotics over yes. there. Yes. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a lot of suicides. Yes, yes. Um, what they call the what was it? Russian roulette. Mm, yeah. Uh, a lot of gambling. Because people actually, especially the, the the more dangerous jobs you had, the more susceptible you were yeah. to being maimed and being killed. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You you lived f for the day. Yeah. Basically, what it was. Um, they they were very lucky people that that came back, mm -hmm. and didn't weren't affected psychologically yeah. as much yeah. because they were tougher when they went in. But a lot of us were basically kids yeah, we that kids. never had this kind of, no. of environment before. Right. You know, so it was all new, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. and it was very difficult. Uh, but I got to say that uh, after your military experience, you walked out, you were a totally different person, yes. mostly better. Mm -hmm. Because of the things that you learned in the military and the strength that you got yeah. from the training, from the discipline yes. and the responsibility that you yourself had to take care of. Yes. No one did your bed mm -hmm. uh, when, it, when, they, when it had to be remade. Nobody cleaned your uniform. Uh, uh, nobody did a lot of things. Yep. You were responsible for you. Yeah. Okay? You, we went through uh, inspections mm -hmm. and uh, being degraded if we messed up yeah and you know you when when and if you did get messed up and degraded you didn't forget that nope, and you sure did whatever you had to do to make sure that experience that bad experience did not happen again right. so you were forced to be a better person yes. and be more responsible for your actions yeah. 
Yeah, and, and you are absolutely right. There's so many stories, memories that we can share with the public about what we've been through to become a man, a stronger person. And uh, so now that leads us to uh, the veterans that did come back and really couldn't get back up, couldn't get back on their feet and went into homelessness uh, on the street, uh, went into prison, got, uh, became a drug addict. So you got all of that that was uh, still going on now. And so it brings us back to why we are talking, why we having this program. So because of all of this situation, uh, I created this uh, podcast and the radio for veterans to have a voice. And what this is about is to share information to all veterans that there is help. And I is your advocate to help you. And you have David, he's your advocate and leader as well, to share, to help you get back on your feet. So one of the things that... Uh, I want to be sharing with you what we're doing right now because this is our first podcast together and first TV show yesterday is that I got in contact with the Veteran Administration here, uh, there in Manhattan. And what they're setting up now is uh, we're going to have a, a TV show where doctors, uh, counselors, Hopefully politicians. Politicians as well, lawyers. And they're going to be sharing uh, information to help out a veteran. That was so great that I got through with them. And they're so happy to do this because when I told them, you know, first of all, they wanted to know whether I was a veteran. Who are we? I said, no, we are veterans. Everybody that's on this show is a veteran and we need help. We all need each other. Yes, yes. So that's, that's the good point. Now, what they're going to start doing by next week, uh, I want to bring my cameras in, or they can come down here. And uh, let's say, give you a good example. Let's say a veteran is, is going through a psycholo psychological situation because, you know, because of that Vietnam uh, situation is still going on after 50 years. So he's... Still need help. Couldn't get out of it. So we're going to ask these questions. What is the signs? What is the symptom that's causing this? And, the, and being that we just, the advocator, we don't know. I mean, all the professional answers, but the doctors know. So they're going to be sharing that with everybody and how the veteran can reach out, how they can reach out to the veteran to bring him there, to give him the help that he needs, all the steps that he got to go through. And I think this is a great thing when you hear from them, you know, and see the veteran. And let's say if a veteran uh, didn't, he came out with a bad discharge, you know, uh, less than honorable. So A dishonorable discharge. Yes, the yeah. pickle, yes. So you're going to hear that from the uh, veteran administration that works with that. And they're going to be sharing how they can upgrade that veteran discharge right. the real way. 
You want to say something? Yeah. Um, there's also another route that, that veterans can take. Uh, they can get involved with senior, cen- city, bleh, senior, senior citizen. citizen centers. Yeah. There are a few of them right here in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to uh, go with my boombox and some uh, cassettes and to various uh, places around Brooklyn, and I used to do a one-hour music appreciation. Okay. And uh, it, I found that uh, they found it very helpful. Mm-hmm. Some of those people uh, I found out were veterans, and they were also regulars and looked forward to this. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, that's an that's something that the veterans can look into. Being part of a group again, yeah. and and meeting other veterans, or just basically meeting other people. Network. It's a s- yeah. social events like that, and for the most part, they come in. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they have they come for lunch, which is almost next to nothing. Most mm-hmm. of these centers charge like a dollar, yeah. and it'll cover your complete lunch. And there's wow. there's uh, no really, and they also have instruction for dance, mm-hmm. um, possibly a musical program. Um, it, there's a card, people play cards together, make new friends, mm-hmm. and they go back into society again, meet, meeting people. It's like a, an old age dating service almost. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you never know, a lot of people, and they meet people that also are looking for people like you. Yes. yes you see, yes. they have stories, you have stories, mm-hmm. get the acts together, mm-hmm. meet people, and you're in a totally wonderful environment. I know, I see it. When I used to do programs, uh, I see the joy in their eyes, mm-hmm. the smile, mm-hmm. light, the eyes light up bright, mm-hmm. their smile from ear to ear. This is a f- filling a vacuum in their lives, and that they come to meet people, and they gather with the socially mm-hmm. and meet the same people, and it's a wonderful experience, yeah. and vets are always welcome. Yeah, so that's another... Uh, part of the information that we're going to be sharing with the public. I can give addresses and names of people yes. to call. Yes, yes. We're I found that out through my local assemblyman, mm-hmm. Peter Abate. There you go. So we're definitely going to be doing that. Uh, so that way, veteran, whoever's listening to this, uh, can share that with a veteran, uh, where to go to, to a senior citizen program that Dave can share with you. The Spend the day, yeah. as, or as long as they want. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful experience. They'll, they'll never regret it. Yes. So you're going to, you know, like I said, we're just starting with this program, and this is the first podcast or TV show that veterans have a voice to speak out. And I can see it, it's, it's going to be exploding soon. Because uh, you you never heard this before, you never heard uh, a show where you have some real uh, positive information uh, from uh, different people, and uh, can share that with other veterans to get the help that they need. And once that goes out, and they realize that this is some positive stuff here. Every time I uh, uh, turn on this channel or listen to this is the is is the information that I'm receiving is very helpful. That's right. There's a very lot of helpful. programs. Very, uh, very helpful. Uh, I'm yeah. sure uh, if yeah. you're not aware of mm-hmm. uh, this, uh, on Veterans Day, oh my Applebee's offers a free dinner. Great. 
great. You hear uh, that? Say that one more time. Dave. Applebee's here in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. I don't know how widespread the offer is, but I've I've gone with my family to several locations in Applebee's. As a yep. matter of fact, there's one right over here at Barclays. Yes, it is. There's one yes, at Sheepset Bay. Yep. Um, and there's one in Coney Island. Mm -hmm. Right uh, to the, you walk off the station yep. at Stillwell, mm -hmm. you make a left, and it's about maybe six or so, seven storefronts down. There's, there's an Applebee's there. Okay. And um, the, the, the menu is set, but you get a steak, baked potato or whatever, mm -hmm. French fries. You get uh, a beverage. You get uh, garlic bread. Mm -hmm. You get dessert. It's a wonderful deal. I, and and for, the, for the veterans, on Veterans Day, it's, it's absolutely free. Yes. Wherever you go, wherever yes. Applebee's you go in here. And you all going to be hearing more of that from us. Uh, before Veterans Tax Day. Tax breaks. Hey. Uh, and there are, um, there are certain uh, banks mm -hmm. here in, in uh, well, in Brooklyn, but they also have branches all over, mm -hmm. like Chase Manhattan. Yes. Chase Manhattan has special discounts. Uh, actually, um, when you go and when you get in the mail, mm -hmm. you get these offers from this different bank or that different bank that you put in a certain amount of money yes. and you keep it there. They will give you $100, $125 mm -hmm. or whatever. But unfortunately for a lot of people, what you have to deposit is a tremendous amount of money to get this bonus. Yeah. Veterans, not so much. Okay. The, you walk in to play like a chase, and you get this notice and say, listen, I'm a veteran. I can prove it. I've got my papers. I've got my DD-14s, mm -hmm. uh, my discharge, or whatever you need to convince you that, that I'm a veteran. And they'll say, well, you don't have to deposit $25,000. Deposit fifteen hundred in one account and five and fifty dollars in another account, mm -hmm. and you get the same benefit. Great information. Yeah, check Great it out. Check it out. Yeah. Uh, they also they also give uh, priority to uh, veterans that come back from Iraq or Iran or mm -hmm. Afghanistan or wherever they were stationed, came back here recent vets, and they'll look for work. There are certain companies and banks that will have priorities for yes. the vets. Yes, they do. Real estate tax if you own a house and mm -hmm. you have and you know you have to pay taxes yep. on the house. If you're a veteran, there's a number, I think it's four one one you call mm -hmm. or three one one, I'm not exactly well, sure. We'll get that information yeah. to them soon. They send you forms, you you fill out the forms, whatever information you need to send back, you qualify for a reduction in your real estate tax. Yes. So there's a lot of good stuff for veterans. Uh, that's out there, uh, it just need to be put over the air uh, where people can listen to it. They know where they can hear this at, where to go at, because you never heard or never had a veteran speak out voice before where it would be continuously, and that's what we, that's our intention, to be to advocate for veterans, uh, to give this information out because veterans need this. Uh, Not they, only they need it, they deserve it. They deserve it. Yes, they do. They took their time out, yes. certain couple of years yes. out of their private life, yes. and became basically, I, I don't like to use this word, but let's okay, say okay. Uh, you don't become a, almost a slave to the government. Mm -hmm. You have no rights. You go where you're supposed to be going, wherever your orders are, and you give up your private life. Yes. For X amount of years, mm -hmm. uh, of course, there are benefits. When we were when we were in, we had the GI Bill. Yes. Okay, the, I'm yes. sure yes. there's yes. still yes. a GI Bill, but let me tell you something. Didn't cover didn't cover squat as far mm -hmm. as I was concerned. Okay. All right, uh, yes. uh, it, 
for the new veterans that come back, mm -hmm. there are benefits as far as um, getting into uh, paying for college, you know, uh, and uh, they help finance your way into mm -hmm. college. And we all know about student debt, mm -hmm. how much it can really put somebody back, 100000 125000 yep. And that burden is going to be with you until you pay it off. And that can affect, even if it lasts that long, your kid's going to college. Yeah. Yeah. You say, well, I can't afford to send my kid to college because I'm still paying off my college debt. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, you know, we have certain politicians that are trying to correct it, but we have to do it ourselves. Yes, we do. We have to, we, we, we have to direct these problems. We have to hit it mm -hmm. on the head and tackle all these problems to the best of our ability. And we have advocate groups, and we'll, all we need is to reach out and have an ear on the other end yeah. and knowing that we represent you. Yeah, and we're knocking on the door, so uh, we we there. We we that's our knock. We knocking, and them doors gonna start opening soon. Uh, so there's another purse that I was ready to, I was thinking about. There's uh, I got a video on it too. It was this guy. He was he he got uh, he got locked up. He went to prison. A veteran come out of Vietnam era, and so he got into a lot of stuff. Uh, so he fell short and went to prison. But what happened while he was in there, he was talking to another person in there that, uh, you know, I think the other person overheard him tell him that he was a veteran. So he said, wait a minute, you know, uh, we have veteran counsel that comes in this prison and they can share with you information that can help you out while you're in here and when you get out. So the guy was interested in that. He thought he was a lost cause. He said, well, I'm in prison. That's the end of me. But when he got to talk to this veteran, I want to share this video, and uh, that way people can hear this. Uh, he talked to the veteran counselor about what he can do, and what the, the, the bottom line was that the veteran counselor told him, said, listen, you have benefits that is that." Don't haven't been touched. They don't take away your benefits. You got an honorable discharge, and when you get out, you he found out he's got compensation. He was in Vietnam or somewhere, and he was hurt, and he got the records. They can retroact all of that pay because of you was a veteran, and you can get all of this when you that's get true. out. That's true. Yeah. So that's what he did. He came out, and he didn't know all of that. So he went and put the papers in, and they retroact all of this from all the years that he was in the service to when he got hurt, and he got compensation. I can't tell you how much he got, but he got a lot of money. There's a, there's <laughs> a saying, knowledge is power. Knowledge is power, and that's what we want to share with the viewers out there, our knowledge to give it to you because it's like you're in the Dutch, you're in the ditches right now, but you need this knowledge to get you out, and we're going to be here to supply that knowledge with you. And we can also have, we're going to have uh, the professionals that's in the Veteran Administration of everything we're talking about. So things that we don't know, they're going to share with you. You know, this is what you can do. Yeah, we can do this for you. And these are the professionals. So that's what we're going to do. 
And uh, unless we got uh, anything else we want to share, because we just, like I said, we just uh, starting off with the first session of the podcast, and we're going to start out, we're going to have more. We're on the ground floor. We're on the ground floor, so we're just walking, we're just knocking, but uh, we're going to be having a lot of stuff going on. So, uh, yeah, anything else? Keep listening and learning. There you go. Just keep listening. Uh, so this right here, as you know, is a podcast. So be on uh, the, uh, I'm trying to think of how they do it here, the cloud. Well, I want to get that information to you, you know, because it goes on Brick Channel, and they have their own podcast where they put it on the Brick you know, we get, but then we'll get a link where I can put it on social medium as well. So that way people can always listen to it at any time. Uh, so we're going to keep having that and we need your feedback. Please uh, tell us how you like the show. Was it that important to you? Or Any questions you might have? Yes. We, if, we, if we can answer them, we certainly will. Yes, we will. And we need that. So... Now, you can listen to how you can get back to me with a feedback, which uh, is you can uh, go to my email, which is misaac718 at yahoo.com, or you can call me at 646-784-3902, and my name is Melvin Isaac, and I'm your producer and uh, videography for Brick. So, things you want to share with them, too? I just wanted to uh, add to what you've said. You've, been, uh, you, you've touched on many points, and uh, I really can't add too much. Uh, this is a, you are, you're dedicating part of your life to help people like yourself, mm-hmm. like me, like anyone else, you, you know, people out there, uh, they think they're in a situation where they can't be helped. All they have to do is reach out. It's like you're stuck in quicksand. You think you're going to go. Just reach out and get that rope or part of a branch, out, and out. we'll pull you out. We'll pull you out. Reach out. Reach out. Our brothers, veterans, male and female. That's what reach we're here out. for. Reach out. We're here. We are here. All right. So I want to thank you very much for being my guest. Uh, thank you.